G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. We've got a special guest joining us a little bit later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, very best beer in the country. Myself, Timmy, Maddie had a few of them on Friday night. Good God, it did some damage. Rattled. Timmy, welcome back, mate. Still hurting, mate, but Jesus Christ, they're a good drop. Uh, Tony on this week, mate. What a legend of a fella. Uh, doggy's diehard, so happy to, you'll, you'll get a good laugh out of his chat later on in the show. Uh, and, mate, good to be back as always. How good, yep. Uh, bit of chat on social media this week. Obviously, I captained Cleary. Uh, I was in the Hurt Locker on Friday night. Uh, credit More to Timmy. He was pretty nice to me, to be fair. Unfortunately for him, I'm not as much of a good bloke as him. Uh, I managed to wrangle it all back together. Scored 1,203. My rank actually went up despite captaining Cleary, so a huge fucking W for me. Rank 110 overall as it stands right now. Timmy, how would you go? Really disappointing week for the Stales, mate. Uh, 1062. And not even, uh, not even a, like a. Nothing went severely wrong. I had Cleary like everyone else, but I didn't skipper him. Um, so I dropped, what was it, uh, almost 200 spots to 543rd overall. So really disappointed because um, while it's been a mixed couple of weeks after being really in striking distance of, of you know, having a shot at the title, um, the last few weeks there's been Pappenhausen captains and bringing in Ponger and genuine sort of excuses. This week, the boys just didn't show up, so they uh, got an absolute rousing at the end of the weekend and hopefully fire up for the run home. But, yeah, mate, a, a disappointing week for the Stallions. 141 points between us, and just having a look at your team from the weekend, fuck, it was a weird week. They all scored between 40 and 50. Oh, no, no one yeah. did terribly, but just no one did the, went above That's it. the minor, the basic expectations. Yeah. It was a weird week for you. Yeah, I sort of like I don't. I don't spend a lot of time checking scores over the weekend. And when people ask me how I'm going, I'm like, I generally tell them on gut feel because because there's such massive swings in updates and these sorts of things and the projected scores are so out of whack. I'm like, I don't really care. I'm like, I'll check it Sunday, Arvo, and, and see how mm. I'm going. But um, I really thought, I was like, yeah, no one's gone too bad. I won't be that far off the pace. And just, yeah, I said lots of 40s and 50s. And then I, I missed your Joey Marner, who, who continues to kill me. Like, no Joey Tappany. So just yep. a few of the blokes who did go a bit bigger. Uh, I did end up pulling the trigger on Isaac Tungo to Val Holmes, thank God, because even the Cowboys game with that, I, I watched that quite closely as a new Val owner. I thought except the tries, his Val did nothing. Yep. And he got 89. I was like, thank God. Mate, I he did him. nothing. Yeah. There was nothing at, like... It was. I was when, when I knew that you pulled the trigger on that. I was very nervous for you in that game. I yeah. had as well, obviously. But yeah, came up with that last try assist to, to Scott Drinkwater, who cost me my draft game. But I don't hold grudges, Timmy. I don't hold fucking <laughs> grudges, so it's fine. Maddie, have you got a microphone down there or no bueno? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, we've got Maddie on once again. Joined us on Friday night. Had one of your best performances there, just quietly. Better than your Supercoach season, anyway. <laughs> oh well, it's very low bar, Guru. Very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good to have you back, mate. Um, let's jump into team list Tuesday. A little bit happening. Uh, Thursday, we've got the Roosters taking on the Broncos. For the Roosters, not a heap doing. I just want you to keep an eye on Jersey. I believe it's 22 for the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Josh Wong, his name is. Uh, he's a junior coming through the Roosters system. He can honestly play any position on the field. I don't say it very often, Timmy, but this kid, he could be anything. He is something special. So just keep an eye on him. I think he'll be playing first is grade he, uh, next he, year. Is he Ronald Volkman levels of special? Or? I, I think he could be better. I really Jesus. do. So keep an eye on him. <laughs> very, he'll be a very good player over the next couple of years. Captain their SG ball side this year. Was playing 13, can sort of play anywhere. So just want to keep an eye on. I'll be shocked if he's not on the bench for the Roosters next year. Uh, for the Brisbane Broncos, Selwyn Cobbo has returned finally. Good to see. Paddy Carrigan out. We are not paying harsh owners, but if you are, little W here for you. 
Yeah, big time, mate. I mean, realistically, Kevy Walters has shown no signs of uh, resting up Payne Haas, even with Paddy Carrigan there. But with Carrigan out, Brisbane playing for a top four spot in that second shot at a, a finals uh, finals run, I just think it's got to help. Because Carrigan, who played, what, what's he, about 65 minutes there, yep. about to average. With him gone, he's going to rely on Payne Haas through the middle even more. And while it might not change things too dramatically, it's definitely a win. For sure. Friday night game, 6pm. What about the 6pm specials? The Melbourne Storm back-to-back weeks at the graveyard slot. Melbourne Storm, Gold Coast Titans for the Titans. Really not much doing here. We're not going to touch it outside of Fafita, who is starting, so that's fine. Uh, We've got Nofaluma. He's been named on the wing. Grant Anderson, um, potentially coming off one of the worst performances in NRL history. He gets promoted to the centres, so shocked with how that one's played out. Tyron Wishart at fullback. Brandon Smith returns. He is on the bench. Wouldn't be surprised to see late change is there if he comes into this side and want to keep an eye on Xavier Coates named on the extended you would have to assume that if Coates is available he comes straight in doesn't he yeah I think so mate and as a bloke who preaches depth uh, relentlessly week in week out pretty bloody happy to see Grant Anderson survive a spot there uh, I'm also still a, a Brandon Smith owner mm. who basically held on to him and got rid of Robson a couple of weeks ago with the plan that I didn't really want to play him but if if uh, Harry Grant was to miss out at all, he'd come in in a big-minute hooking role. In saying that, when I saw this matchup against the Warriors, how badly the Storm been going the last three weeks without him, I thought if he starts at lock, which he still might, oh, I didn't, didn't mind the idea of playing him this week, but if he does play off the bench, it'd be a no-go. Well, that was the other thing. I left here on Friday night thinking, well, I'm fucked and Tim's going to go all right. And Nelson of Asafa Solomona is going to get suspended. Him and Josh King, nothing. Like, that would have been huge for Brandon Smith if one of them would have got done. We spoke about it on Monday, so no need to go further into it. And just a note on, like, people think it's doom and gloom and they're playing a tinge of a Thursday or a Friday or whatever. Two weeks ago, I had Caelan Ponga go down in, I think it was the first night, the first game of the week, and I thought I was gone. I saw Green Arrows last week, and then the weekend just been, same situation with you with Cleary mm. skipping, and you saw Green Arrows. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I needed that chat on Friday night. <laughs> fuck, I, I was in a world of hurt. Uh, let's move to the late game. It's Friday night, 7.55, Manly v Parramatta. Uh, most of the Manly 7 are back. LOA not there. Schuster's actually 18th man, so if you've been carrying him on your pine, Probably does you a little flavour there. But Burbo, he's on the bench there, so that could be another AE nightmare for us. Olakawatu returns, Kohler returns, all those guys. For Parramatta, obviously Mitch Moses out. Brad Arthur jumps into the seven jersey there. <coughs> Pull back the old veteran. Yeah. Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur, sorry, Jacob Arthur. <laughs> Jacob Arthur uh, in the halfback spot there. Saturday, uh, 3 p.m., we've got the New Zealand Warriors and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. For the Bunnies, Milne comes in for Cartwright, who went off injured last week. Uh... <laughs> The Warriors. Four. I think the Warriors got into the change rooms today, put all their names into a hat and just picked them out fucking randomly. <sighs> Wade Egan at 5'8". What is... Like Josh Curran and Ewan Aitken not in the team. I know it's no, not no, super coach related. centre. Yeah, him at centre, Josh Curran on yeah. the bench, Egan at six. I just... It's, it's your, so your, your boy Freddie Lussick starting at nine. Freddie Lussick at nine. I mean, <laughs> what he's doing. they got three hookers in the team. It's wild. I tell you what, on those teams that have been named... We'll get to him more later, but holy shit, I'm terrified as a non-Latrell Mitchell owner. And anyone who does own Tane Milne and Isaiah Tass, and there'd be enough out there who'd still own them, mm. uh, their plays this week. E- e- even over the likes of Taylor Mays and, and a couple of other big names in the CT dub spot because oh, they could put a few on there. Yeah. Yeah, Latrell is a scary prospect. We'll talk about him soon. Uh, Raiders take on the Penny Panthers, who are harvelous on 
on Saturday, Arbo, 5.30. Uh, Elliot, he's been named for the Canberra Raiders. He obviously went down with an injury last week. He has been named, so good to see for all of you Elliot owners. I'm filthy. Uh, for the Penrith Panthers, Kurt Falls, he's on the extender bench. Jamin Salmon, he has been named in the 5.8 jersey. Uh, but the big news, Critter, he returns, and we're hearing reports that he's going to goal kick as well. So... Uh, we thought there was a chance it might be Sean O'Sullivan. We thought it was a chance that Kurt Falls in the team. It looks like Critter will take those duties. So one just to keep in mind. We'll talk about Sean O'Sullivan and these guys soon, though. Uh, Sharks, Dragons, 7.35. Saturday night, Dragons, nothing really doing here. Sharkies, though. Dykes. Well, I just got confused. Brad and Jake, Arthur. What about uh, what about Cade and Adam Dykes? Cade Dykes named at one. Uh, Miller's at 18. Now, we saw Miller earlier in the season. Debut. An unbelievable debut. He was incredible. Dykes, though, we spoke about him in the preseason on Bloke in a Bar. Very, very talented young guy. Good passing game, lightning quick. He's going to be an interesting one, isn't he? He is, and it's killed a lot of plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those wanting to bring Miller in this week, and it's hard because, like, if you look, say you're, you're willing to pull, wanting to pull two trades this week and you need to free up cash with one, um, Miller looked the perfect uh, proposition to do it. I mean, Dykes. Does a lot change. The issue is obviously job security there, but the Sharkies have that soft run home. He's 175k, so he's even cheaper than Miller. Um, if you're looking to free up ca- cash, what he tempted you, you said is fits that similar mold of being lightning quick, talented player. Um, could be one. I mean, I wouldn't just at the risk of him being dropped for Miller, but yeah. Any entertainment there for you? Yeah, I need to have a closer look at him as the week goes on. I've seen him play. I actually saw him play live last year at Waverley Oval, actually. uh, And I watched him play there. And very talented, lightning quick. I do worry that he's going to be the sort of super coach player that he's going to need a lot to happen to score. Mm. That's my worry. I don't think he's going to be a tackle break sort of machine. You actually watch the way that he runs and everything. He actually looks a little bit like James Tedesco. Sort of very upright, but he's very like jerky with his movements, but he's just lightning quick. So he tends to just sort of swerve through gaps. So I I worry about the base stats and I worry about the tackle break ability as far as his super coach score goes. But mate, the Sharks and their run, he could get all the attacking stats he needs. And then that's it. And we can have a look at it. I, I don't think people, people shouldn't, dramatically have to make trades this week, and particularly two of them. So we can have a look at him this week, see how he goes. If he does come out and plays well and justifies being a potential purchase, it'll also probably solidify his spot in the team a lot more as well. So I think worth waiting a week on him and we'll see how he goes. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, uh, 2 p.m. This one's coming here from Bundaberg, so keep that in mind when it comes to weather and everything with these Cowboys. You've got the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Bulldog- and the Cowboys. For the Doggies, no real changes to their side, nothing overly relevant there. For the Cowboys, though, uh, Hamiso, he's been named on the wing. Kyle Felt out. You saw him leave the game early last week. I believe it's a hammy issue. Um, now, Hamiso, not a huge supercoach player, but it does have a bit of impact on Scott Drinkwater and the bench and everything. Before I get into those, have the Cowboys played a game outside of Queensland this year? They might not have. Jeez, it's been one hell of a run. Oh, I think the first eight weeks, they didn't come to Sydney. Yeah, and now they get the Dogs home game in Bundaberg. Yeah. Jeez, they've had a run. Uh, on those changes... They are significant because, I mean, we've seen Drinky come off early twice for Hammer when he's been on the bench this season. One of them was just two weeks ago. Uh, Whether that was dragged or just part of the plan, I'm not 100% sure, but I think a bit of both, to be fair. Um, So I think it locks in. There's no doubts over Drinky playing. He's 80 now, which is a great sign for owners. Uh, and look, nothing to worry about majorly, but Jake Glanville on the bench when Reese Robson's there, who's been playing 80 all year, it's not ideal, is it? Because if they, the Cowboys have a really nice run home, 
particularly I think it's maybe like three of the next two of the next three weeks or something. If they get out to some big leads, Granville's coming on and Robson's getting a spell uh, ahead of finals. So not ideal, but also not alarm bells just yet. Yeah. Now finals footy comes early Sunday afternoon, four oh five with the West Tigers taking on the Newcastle Knights. Named at thirteen to replace Jackson Hastings is Fanua Bowl. Really interesting one there. Uh, and you've got a mate who's also making his debut here, Freeburn. Tell us about him. Tommy Freeburn, yeah. So I played a bit of footy down uh, down south in the Wollongong area a while ago now with Tommy. He was obviously substantially better at the game than I was. Uh, hence why I've ended up uh, drinking beers and he's playing <laughs> NRL this weekend. But yeah, no, it's a shout out to Tommy for getting his debut. He's, <laughs> he's done it the hard way, a real real slow burn the last couple of years and going through North Sydney Bears and a few different avenues. So yeah, good luck to Tommy. What position does he play? He's pretty versatile, but he's a, more of a back rower. Yeah, yep. beautiful. Very, a dual agile, position sort of guy, potentially. Very much a dual position. Love that. He's an agile back rower. Good movement. We love that. For the Newcastle Knights, Bradman Best, he returns in the centres. David Clemmer out now. Uh, there has been rumours circulating that he could be at Parramatta as soon as next week. There was cir- rumours circulating about Marty Tapao being there. Um, Clemmer not being named here. Sometimes in rugby league, when there's smoke, there's fire. Could potentially be a move on the cards. I mean, I wouldn't understand why he's not playing for any other reason. There was all that chat going into the weekend. I think that the cutoff might have been late last night or, or around about then. So uh, we'll find out. But I mean, I, as a, in a super coach sense, I'd much prefer him at the Knights than the Eels because mm. he's not getting the same minutes at the Eels as he is at the Knights. So I think those who do still own him uh, being a, a shining super coach light at the Knights, they'll be hoping he stays there. It's just a couple of little subtle things this weekend that are going to leave people short, yep. though, isn't there? It's going to be really yep. interesting. Uh, let's move to our Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week prediction. We did all right last week. I did all right. I had Husey. He did okay. I think he scored low 70s, high 80s, so we're happy with that. My player this week, I'm going to take Nico Hines. He's been good the last few weeks without having one of those big explosion games. Local derby this week against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I'm going to back Nico Hines to go 100+. plus. Timmy, who you got? I'm going with the bloke I mentioned before, and that's Latrell Mitchell against that uh, funny-looking Warriors outfit. So... There's a lot of good individual matchups this week, and it could blow the Supercoach overall rankings wide open. And I'm looking forward to the captaincy chat later on because there's a lot of different avenues you can go. I almost want to taunt the Warriors and be like, "You won't keep Latrell quiet. I oh, dare you to keep yeah, Latrell well, quiet." I'm looking at the the Bunnies run home, and it's very difficult after this week. But this is the week where it could go 200. Then it doesn't matter what he does after that if you're a non-owner. So I'm just like, just keep him to. If he goes sub 120 this week as a non-owner, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll be stoked with it. Let us know in the comments who is your Blue Wealth Hot Property Player for Round 21. Comment down below, comment on social media, wherever we are, and let us know. All right, guys, got a special guest joining us. Uh, Tony, the CEO of Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor, a huge Supercoach player himself. Tony, good to have you on finally, mate. Thanks, brother. Good to meet you guys in person. Now, mate, obviously, you're our, our partner on, on beers and break-evens, but we got to know you, first of all, through Supercoach. Uh, you're a huge fan. You're a huge player yourself. How's the team going along this year? Mate, I'm, uh, I won the comp last year, and I'm, uh, I'm Devo, so I finished, uh, finished out of the finals this year. Uh, I played my son. I've got two sons, Benjamin and Joseph. I played Benjamin, and uh, he was, he's fighting for top four, and there's four points between, I think four or six points between fourth and, like, tenth. So uh, I did what good dads would do, and I was sort of, you know, <laughs> what a bloke, <laughs> what a fella. Um, I think I might have won by a few points there. But anyway, he's finished top four now, and um, uh, hopefully he'll, he can go all the way, either him or his brother. 
Shout out to the boys for giving it to their old man. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Yet to get there myself, yeah, but yeah. he'll be proud of me one day, I'm sure. But it's coming, it's coming. Now, mate, Blue Wealth Property, uh, a couple of similarities to what you do to Supercoach. Tell us about those. Well, mate, Supercoach, like for me, what I've found over the last few years of playing Supercoach is if you want to be good at it, you've got to do your research. Mm. As a bloke who's got... I've been telling Tim for like 10 weeks. Yeah, he just yeah you should. Well, this he is, was... this is, Tony, this is crap I deal with the last 20 weeks. Well, mate, I'm, I don't think it's going to get any lighter for you after, after he went all right this week. I know. Having Cleary. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things for us is, I think, uh, that's clear with Supercoach, if you want to be good at Supercoach, you've got to do your research, right? Mm. You know, Team List Tuesday. All this stuff now these days that the kids have got, you know, TLT. Um, <laughs> They're, they're all like the boys are always hanging around, you know, in the, on the Tuesday arvos waiting for the team to come out. Ki- like, do they have any homework? <laughs> Goddamn kids these days in their TLT. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, our business is is essentially that, right? Mm. So if you think about, you guys do the research to give people advice on Supercoach. They listen to you because they think, shit, what can I learn from the boys that can make me make my Supercoach team better? We're exactly the same with property, right? Mm. So. Uh, Aussies love property, they love investing in property. We take a nationwide approach. I built a research model a bunch of years ago um, that, uh, that you know, in your language would be a whole combination of break-evens and, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, where they're playing and minutes played and points per minute and that kind of stuff. Yep. So all the, but all property-related data. So I'm pretty proud of it. I've been doing it for 20 odd years. We've helped, you know, thousands and thousands of Aussies around the country. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, mate, that's exciting. and. Uh, Mate, August 23rd, big day? Yeah, well, we've got um, the best properties we launch, essentially we reserve for what we call a property showcase. So 23rd of August, it's on Zoom. So for all of you guys who want to watch, jump on, register, that'd be awesome. Uh, obviously, we you know we want to um, support the content you guys are putting out there. It's certainly being, um, it's very popular in our household and the households of my, uh, you know, my brother and his kids and, and our mates. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if we can do some business with you guys and the clients out there and you know, people out there looking to invest in property, reach out and we'll we'll look after you. Tony, I'm looking to bust into hopefully into sort of the housing market next couple of years. Still plenty of your work to do at the moment. Um, not quite in guru territory, seven-figure salary, but like trying <laughs> to do my best to get there. But, mate, rates going nuts at the moment. Something to worry about? Is it something like, you know, you wait, you wait, you wait? Or what, what's your take on all that? Look, I think the old, you know, that old adage, people waiting, 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 waiting. You know, if you, in your lifetime, if you look at what's, what's happened to property, it just keeps going up and up mm. and up, yeah? So when COVID hit, everyone's like shitting themselves, thinking that's it, the market's gonna crash mm. and uh, we're screwed, we're never gonna be able to, you know, it, we're all gonna lose money and of course the market mm. went the other way. I was one of the only people that predicted it, I've, I've got it on record. <laughs> Back in April of 2020, I said the market would hibernate and that it'd explode and that's exactly what it did. So I don't know whether you guys know this, but the last time there was an interest rate, fall, uh, interest rate rise was 2010. Mm. So I'm 48, so I'm going to call you guys kids, right? So the, your generation, generation... I've been called worse by prettier, so that's fine. I'm sure. Proceed. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so there's a whole generation out there that has never seen an interest rate rise, mm. right? People that have bought in the last 10 or 12 years. Mate, you were 16 the last yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah? That rates, uh, that rates rose. So I, I believe, I believe uh, Anthony LaFranchi was the uh, the <laughs> pinnacle of Supercoach at the time. Him and Chris Hollington. Is that right? We're, we're, su- yeah. we're Supercoach around then? Yeah, <laughs> we're with, a, with a flitter of Liam Fulton. Is that right? <laughs> uh, the Tigers, mate. That's when the Tigers made finals, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, August 23. Um, that'll give people a bit of a flavour of the way we do things, see the research in action and see the property and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Yeah, beautiful. But we do a lot of events. We do a lot of education. Uh, most of what we do is based on education. So if you want to learn some stuff, um, yeah, connect with us. Now, mate, we're about to throw to you to pick our brains a couple of questions from you and the young blokes. But I just want to ask you, um, I've got a mate, I won't say his name on air, let's call him Wim Tilliams. Um, <laughs> now, he uh, he had an, a property, a very hot Kiwi property in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Bono, in fact. And uh, he sold it a couple of weeks ago and he brought a property in Newcastle, well known for concussions. Yeah. And um, oh. it's turned out to be a shocking investment for young Wim Tilliams. What would be your advice to him in the future? off the back of just some shocking plays over the well, last mate, few weeks. Well, uh, mate, there's an old story about uh, Napoleon and the lucky generals, mm. right? Um, one day he lined them all up and he shot the ones that were unlucky, right? So, Guru, um, you called that whole Ponga head concussion thing. I, 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 I was fascinated by that because I was thinking about Ponga and I'm like, fuck, that's a good point. Anyway, um, Wim Tilliams should probably just follow your lead for the rest of this year, mate. That would be my advice. He's I'll pass it on to him. I'm yeah. sure he's a, a lovely young fella. Uh, yeah. Was one of it, was was the bloke from uh, the, the Kiwi from the Eastern Suburbs, that wasn't Manu, was it? <laughs> was it Manu? He doesn't even know and I'm stoked at Joey Manu. Uh, Manu. The Manu estate that you sold, young Manu, Manu for Ponga. Wim sounds very unlucky with a bloody good sort. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, now, mate, agreed. we'll throw the mic to you. A couple of yep. questions from yourself and the young blokes for us. We'll yeah, see I how asked, we go. I, I asked the boys last night, you know, what are the, what are the questions you want me to ask? So I'm going to ask, I'll ask Joseph's question first. So my eldest is Joseph, he's 16. Uh, year 11, should be doing more maths homework and less super coach. Um, it's coward's talk, by so the way. So his question... <laughs> Keep going at it. His question is... Uh, um, uh, second row forward pod. Now, I've got the pod of all pods, and I know that you're Canterbury fans, so I'm going to run with that narrative. I've got him in my draft team. Jackson Topine, who has come from the sky over the last few weeks... Played last week, it was his first game in a while, scored 60 super coach points, 52 in base. I've been a big fan of him for a long time. I know that you're a loyal Canterbury fan, so you would have seen a bit of him Absolutely. over the years. We've wondered why he hasn't been in the team earlier. Mm. That makes two of us. It's been unbelievable. It's great to see him in there now. They've got a couple of guys returning this week, but I think he'll hold on to that spot for the back end of the season. He would be my – I'm not going to do it myself – but if you're looking for a real pod player, I don't reckon anyone else will even look at him. So it's a pine for me in the back row. Oh, there you go. There you go. Not bad. Wim, what about you? <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Oh, I can't believe I said deal with your shit each week. Now I'm being, I'm being sandwiched by <laughs> yourself you now. Uh, the one for me, and it's it's not a like, it probably doesn't sound like an enormous pod, but Cam Murray is still at extremely low ownership because of all these buyers coming in around us. Because we're getting guys like Pappenhausen go down injured, now Cleary's gone for the rest of the season. People having to deal with those areas. As a result, people aren't flocking to Murray like they would have had we had these trades in hand. So as people are getting really, really low on trades, I reckon Cam Murray's still going to be at sort of sub-15% ownership okay. amongst top-ranked teams. So while I'm against attacking players at the Bunnies because of their run home... Forwards are a different sort of kettle of fish. Yeah. Bunnies have definitely turned a corner. He'll get through his work. He's played played eighty six odd minutes on the weekend in the Golden Point game. Played eighty the week before. His scoring could go through the roof on the run home. So uh, not in zero point zero zero one percent pod range like Topany with uh, the Guru, but I can care Murray's the go. All right. Oh, you guys are a big fan of Cam Murray. I, I, I owned him a couple of years ago, and you know those players you just bring him into your team and you should never have them. I killed him. I brought him in. I killed him. Oh, I've done that a few times with him yeah. too. Yeah, he's I do the same me. thing to Nadesco. 
Whenever I've got Teddy, he never scores. As soon as I get rid of him, he tons up. Oh. Can you bring Latrell in this week, please? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do me a little favour, please. Yeah. Any other questions um, from the boys, yeah, mate? Yeah, I'll get one more question. Uh, so Benjamin was our top scorer in the league this week. My 14-year-old son. Um, finished in second place. Was he a Karaz owner? He, yes, he is a Karaz owner. Uh, is that 144? Oh. Come on. <laughs> Young Lebo boy from Bankstown. Gotta love it, eh? I reckon there'd be a Kira statue in your lounge room yeah, just quietly. Love him. love him. Love the interview with him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah sounds, the best. Like my, sounds like my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Benjamin's got Cleary. Mm. So, I suppose, and I'm sure you guys are going to talk about that a lot, right? So, two things with Cleary, of course, he's going to free up a lot of money for people, which, uh, which some people are going to be mm. very happy about. But what's the move? Is it Hughes? I've already got Hughes, so I'm a little bit undecided what I'm going to do as I've already got Hughes. And for all of you out there, don't go near Hughes. You don't want to do what I'm telling you. No good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want him. Don't go near him. Don't even look at him. For me, though, I'm thinking, and I'm going to go very pod with what I'm doing, I'm going to move Hines to halfback. I've got him in fullback at the moment. I'm going to move a CTW to fullback, and I'm going to bring in David Nofaluma. I'm going to have a little punt on him. He actually killed my season, Nofo, at the Tigers. So the, what don't you saying, even look at him this no, week. Wait, don't you even I'll, say I'll his name, so he's, already right? burnt, he's already burnt me. <laughs> so what I was saying, Ben, is would you consider nothing out Cleary and bring he's got Grant and bringing mm. in Cook? So I have two hookers instead of two halfbacks. Yeah, p- potentially, but it's just the, I'm very vocal about and have been for a long time about uh, building your. As much depth in your squad as you can get. And we're seeing right now, like, why this is happening. We're seeing all these players go down. Cleary at enormous ownership. Papi at enormous ownership. Um, David Clemmer's a casualty as of Team This Tuesday this week. He's out of the Knights team who was decent enough ownership. Like, between COVID injuries, restings, it's only going to get worse as the season goes on. And I just think you need every active player in your squad you can get. So, look, I get the idea of doubling up at hooker as opposed to, to halfback, but... I just don't like the idea of nuffs at this time of the season. Um, you know, a sneaky one if you're looking to free up cash to then maybe bring in Cook elsewhere is getting in, say, a Dykes at, at the Sharks, someone mm. who looks like he'll get a good run with Will Kennedy out for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, my, my advice would be just don't nuff. I, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. I think the other thing with nuffs is that you've got to have enough trades to make it worthwhile. Yeah. And I think realistically the only trades you're going to make over the next few weeks is if there's injuries or suspensions in which you're going to be trading a player yeah. worth a fair whack of money. So I, 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 I agree with Tim. I'd be moving him to someone else. But plethora of options, which we'll go through on the show today, there are a stack to get into. One of them's a, another young Lebo bloke, actually, who I don't mind. <laughs> we'll get to him later. Uh, there's a lot oh, of questions yeah, about him. Yeah, very, very <laughs> popular. Um, actually, Joseph brought him in this week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was a bit of a bit of a pod play. And, of course, you know, he Brought him in for the, it, the week just been. Or just been, yeah. Oh. So, that, so that tells us. Um, Can we yeah, wrap off history the guru? Shows, yeah, history shows that was a that was a successful trade. Can we bugger off the guru and get Joseph on the yeah. show next week, <laughs> mate? Thank you for coming on. If anyone wants to reach out to Blue Wealth Property or wants to get involved, how do they go about it? Uh, jump on Insta. So you know, you guys probably um, have most of your following on Insta, uh, Facebook. Uh, otherwise, Tony at BlueWealth.com.au. Yeah, beautiful. You'll see on social media every single bit of our content from Beers and Break Evans. We will have tagged in. Blue Wealth Property. So make sure you hit that link. Uh, go over, follow the guys, and reach out uh, when you're keen to get involved. Good stuff. Thanks Thank for coming you, on, Tony. Appreciate it, Legend. Loved it. Thank you. 
Great to have Tony on, mate. Absolute champion, fella. Now, let's get stuck into some questions from you guys. First one comes from Tom.Pato. Is Appy Coruscant now a sell? Uh, I've never had Appy at any point this year. You had him for a bit, didn't you? I did have Appy. He did a good little job for me over the, the early origin period. I think from memory, it was a a first buy round purchase for me. And yeah, he's really solid app. He was a, sort of a reluctant uh, trade out, but I think I went him to, to Harry Grant a few weeks back and absolutely not a sell. Uh, with them boys out, it, yep. it lifts his credentials enormously. We've seen uh, when, obviously when Cleary and Luai are in the team, he just dishes and gives a lot of early service. I can see him running and taking control of this ship with them boys out. So um, while he was a borderline sell before, he's definitely a hold for at least one more week. And honestly, if you're selling him at this time of season, it, after what we've seen with recent injuries, it's pretty luxury. So I'd be holding. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, you've got Mitch Kenny on the bench. Uh, Mitch Kenny can come on as a middle forward, though. We've mm. seen that in the past. So interesting to watch. I just wonder if at some point Penrith are going to start to use some of the young guys they're going to have to lean on next year at hooker. Mitch Kenny, um, the other fellow, his name escapes me at the moment. But as it stands right now, we don't have that knowledge yet. So I think you definitely keep him because he yep. could be anything moving forward for the rest of the season. The next one comes from Elliot. Uh, an interesting one here. Jack Whiten for a pod. Uh, for me, I've never had Jack in classic. I've never had him in draft. My vibe always with Jack Whiten is he has to do a heap to score in Supercoach. You know more than me, though. What do you reckon? Mate, death taxes and Jack White and pod questions. They come up all the time and and they're normally after like one or two good games. Like historically, he's gone on a few decent runs and people get excited. He's just, he's never been super coach relevant. Mm. So he's averaging 51 points this season for starters. So why you would consider him over someone like a Matt Burton or a Cam Munster, I have no idea. His recent uh, season averages, 47 last year. 58 the year before, 53 the year before, 56 for that. He's never averaged over 58 in Supercoach. I love the bloke as a footballer, but as you said, he has to do so much with a base only of 26 as well to score well. You know, he's not kicking goals either. He's just, he's not the go. He scored above 50 in two out of his last seven games. Exactly. I mean, he plays the Panthers this week, yes. They're missing a couple of guys, but... <coughs> they're still going to defend bloody well. Yeah. That's who they are. So, yeah, I, I've played him in draft, obviously, a number of occasions, and I feel like sometimes he scores two tries. I mean, I look at the score and he's on 70. Yeah. yeah. He's just that sort of a guy. So, hard pass for me. I know we're all desperate to find some pods, but I think we'll talk about some better ones as we go, Elliot. Next one comes from Zane Simpson. Dewey's upcoming schedule gives me a semi. Is he worth a shout? We love a good semi here on beers and break-evens. What do you reckon? Yeah, bloody oath he gives me a semi as well, mate. He... Uh, I love him this week and it goes against all my rules in Supercoach of going for attacking players in, sorry Tigers fans, but uh, dud teams. Mm -hmm. They've just turned a corner so hopefully they keep that up and, and finish the season on a high but I've never liked it but like with Jackson Hastings out now and Luke Brooks out, he just, this is his show entirely. He's going to get so many touches. Pretty well any time they're in attacking territory, I can see Dewey just getting like five touches a set, basically. Um, we've seen him score well, even in a poor team in the past. <clears throat> we know last year he came home with an absolute house on fire, like a house on fire, I should say, before he got injured. Uh, kicking goals, they've got a really soft run home. Uh, I think Dewey's fantastic. And just on top of it, he's also dual position. So what, centre wing, 5'8". So we're, when we speak about clear replacements and... When we get to duels between swinging five eights and fullbacks and CT dubs, there's a lot of options. 
Dewey's pretty close to the top of my list, and I'm considering burning one of my final three trades for him. And I think with Dewey as well, if you've been following Beers and Bray Hermans this year and you've, and you've taken Tim's advice to have a deep squad, by this point, you can pick and choose when you play him. I'm looking at this weekend against Newcastle, yeah. and I'm looking Dragons round 24. Uh, that'd be huge plays for him where he could go massive. So I, lo- I love the play of Dewey. I probably won't be doing it myself, but I'm a fan of the play. Yeah, he just put on 122 on the Broncos at Suncorp. Yep. Like, that's pretty good going. For sure. And, you know, credit to the Tigers. As much as, you know, I agree with you, they're not a great team. Fuck, they're playing well at the moment. They are. It's back-to-back weeks against top four, uh, top four teams that they've put on good performances. So. Yep. Credit to him, and he will be the guy in everything. Guys, you might have locked in your trades this week, but how well do you know your numbers outside of Supercoach? With interest rates going up at the moment, it might be time to finally trade banks and save yourself a bit of cash. If you've got no idea where to start, I'm definitely guilty of being in this boat, shoot Pat and George Morgan's Choice a message on Instagram, or give them a call on 02-9521-1611 and mention the special code SC Playbook for a free consultation while they'll take care of the rest. Doesn't matter what state you're based in, they're good blokes, and more importantly, they're guns at Supercoach. You'd be mad if you don't. Next one comes from Camo13. Have neither of Drinky or Val is either a must. I've got both of them. I don't know if I'd describe either of them as a must, but I'll tell you what, I'm very glad that I've got them. What are your thoughts? Definitely not must. Val, as you said, what Val's punching out at the moment, like seemingly pretty effortlessly with that Cowboys run home... Uh, he's the one I'd want to be on. I, I can't believe, I can believe, there's some crazy old super coaches out there, but the amount of people that jumped off the drinky ship last week um, was pretty surprising. And I'm glad that he came out, or as a non-owner I wasn't, but and dished out a ton and sort of made them eat their move a little bit there. I, I'd be going to Val first, but he's also top dollar now. He, I mean, he's still playing centre. Um, yeah, look, I... Put it this way, I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth and, and tearing my side apart to get him in. But if you can, you're not going to go too far wrong. Just looking at Val's scores, he's gone mm. sub-50 in, I think, two out of his last 13 games. Playing as a centre. Like. And his five-game average is 92. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good little run home too. Canterbury, Roosters, Warriors, uh, South Sydney, and then they'll probably get a Penrith side that... This is the beauty of the Cowboys side. I think that we'll get to the end of the season and they'll be playing the Panthers who will be locked in to a minor premiership. And I think they're still going to be competing for a home final. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the case. I really wish the Tigers would have got that fucking win they deserve because <laughs> that would have changed everything. But anyway, I'm sure the NRL and the referees didn't have Supercoach in mind. Never know. Cowards. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, let's move to our next one. This one comes from Horny Hevner. Rank these three. Hughes, DCE, Hines. Uh, for me, I think I would probably have Hines at the top. Uh, then the other two, I'm not too sure about. I'm selfishly going to go DCE and put Hughes at the back. You don't want anything to do with Hughes, trust me. Don't go near. Don't even look at him. Go. Raunchy old character, this Hevner. Uh, Mate, he knows what he's doing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, Nico's number one by a mile. Uh, I'd go DCE a narrow second. Not even a narrow second, actually. I like DCE at two and Jerome Hughes three. I love that. Nice. I'd, I'd have Hughes at four if I could. <laughs> Don't even look at him. Uh, next one comes from Atopin. Says, Nanai or Joey Tapanay? Uh, for me, it just has to be Joey Tapanay. I just think his form's been incredible. But... Another week shocked me of me sitting here going, I don't know how Nanai does it, but he does it again. 150-odd on the weekend. He was incredible. He's obviously the pod play, but I think you can talk more about it. Not having Joey Tapanay is painful. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, um, it sort of – it balances out okay because I'm a Raiders fan and I'm mm. sitting there going, you know what, 
he's killing oppositions. He's killing me in Supercoach. But you know what? You, you get some, you lose some. Um, it's got to be Taps. He like he's effortlessly belting at eighties. We said we've said for a while now, he's got that attacking upside that a try is going to come. Uh, it finally did on the weekend. He turned up, and there could be plenty more where that came from as well. The Raiders are playing for a top eight spot, so his minutes aren't going to get any less. Particularly if Adam Elliott has been named this week, but he, there is an injury cloud. If he misses, you know, there's certainly no doubt over minutes. If there was anyway, <clears throat> Nanai's a funny one. Two decent sized tons in a row, so people are flocking to him. Again, everything in Supercoach just says, I think he's basing something like 37 for an 80-minute back rower. He relies on these attacking stats, but he just keeps getting them. And honestly, the way he's going, and a soft run home, fairly soft run home, there's no reason why he can't keep doing it. So I'm not going to pay over 700k for him when, when I know, like, I think he's got 30s and 40s in him in the next five weeks. Yep. But... Like, I mean, we had said, we've been saying that for a long time now, and he hasn't looked like doing it, has he? And I mean, you know, last week, an incredible game. He was unbelievable. Two tries, evading. He had 64 points there. 158 was incredible. Oh. The week before, he still scored two tries and scored 104. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's not great. In the two weeks leading up to that, he scored tries both weeks and got 70s. I mean, a Tapanay should get an 80 without a try. And, and then you look at that draw. It's so funny how quickly the draws change. You go, the Doggies this week who are playing terrific footy. Uh, after that, they've got the... Where are we? Doggies, the Roosters after that at the SCG. Tough game there. The Warriors, which will probably score about 400. Uh, the Bunnies, who they're resurgent and they've sort of shown that they're here to compete this season after a slow start. And then the Panthers round 25. So when we say the Cowboys have a nice draw... It's nice, but it could be. It's a little bit tricky. Then I think it probably looks on face value. Yeah. Our next one comes from Kurt Bastetto. He says, "Huge fan of the show, guys. Uh, would be lost without it. I'm kind of lost with it. Regardless, though, tell a good fella, Kurt uh, Hunt or Dearden as a pod." Benny Hunt, obviously, he is the man steering the ship at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. If they're going to do anything, it's going to go through him. So I don't, I don't hate it from that sort of logic, but I just, I cannot trust the Dragons. Dearden, I don't mind it. Uh, didn't he? He's not a sort of guy. Like if, if he doesn't do anything, he'll normally score thirty-five or forty. He normally, just finds a way to get those scores. Cowboys are going well at the moment. Uh, if you've already got Val Holmes, I like it even more. Didn't's obviously out on that edge with him. Uh, once again, though, you need to be careful how many guys you stack. For me, I've got Val. I've got Drinky. If I add Didn't to it. It's a lot of cowboy. And if they get rested along with your Melbourne Storm, your Penrith Panthers at the end of the season, you could be cactus. What are your thoughts on these two? Yeah, not a big fan of either. Um, they're, again, that type of player that have to do a lot to score well. Like, it doesn't... There are some players who they'll just have their 20 runs a game and in that time they'll break 10 tackles and, you know, if they get nothing in attack, they still get their 40 or 50-odd. Yep. These folks have to be scoring and setting up tries because they're also not goal-kicking, which doesn't help. Um, like, Benny Hunt hasn't tunned up this season. Tommy did and has one ton this season. That was way back in, what, round three against the Broncos, 109. So... Look, they could both be fine and they're decent pod plays, but I just think they're a better buys on offer. Yeah. Next one comes from Jet. He says, I'm ranked 159. Good knock there, Jet. Uh, do I get Dewey, uh, Dewey or Tapanay? An interesting one. I, I want to say Tapanay, but I mean, if you're trying to finish number one, maybe Dewey's the pick. I know Jet, good man, loves his horse racing, so he's uh, got a soft spot in my heart. Adam Dewey. I just think, you've already nailed it, like Tapanay... 
I'm going to assume a very large amount of the top 158 already own taps. Bugger all don't Adam Dewey. Uh, and Dewey's also the bloke who can punch out 154, yeah. And, and like, he's still in the hunt to win it overall. Uh, Dewey's got to be your man. Yeah, for sure. Next one comes from Corndog93. Now, this was sent in last night before Teamless Tuesday. He said, is it Lockie Miller season? I'm going to replace Lockie Miller with Kay Dykes. Obviously, we've spoken about it briefly. Gun to head, would you be willing to do it or not? Not a chance. And just while it's in my head, I mean, next week, possibly, if he mm. comes out and kills it this week, on Cleary, you don't have to trade him this week. Um, and I think people are flocking to do it. If you've got 17 strong players, which most of us pretty well should by this stage, you know, you can sit back, give it a week, see how these options emerge. DCE is a big one who has what should be a tough matchup against the Eels this week, but God knows what the Eels are going to throw up, then goes into a really soft draw. So at this stage, I'm half sort of thinking I might hold off and hold clear for this week, see what DCE throws up and Manly after their controversial week, and then maybe lock that in next week. Um, yeah, you don't have to make that trade this week, particularly if other injuries happen and another area of your side needs attention, you might not need that trade elsewhere. So, yeah. and mate, Anything can happen. It'd be crazy this week if DCE and Latrell got injured, which we'd love. Be unreal if it did. We're just hoping. I know it's pissed Matty <laughs> off down there, but we'll, 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 we'll try and just make, make it happen. We'll, yeah, we'll try and bring oh. it in. Uh, our next one. Now, we spoke about this uh, pretty drunk the other night from uh, James Blake Dyke, SOS as a pod, Sean O'Sullivan. Um, it's kind of hindered a little bit now that Critter's back and he's going to be goal kicking. But Sean O'Sullivan, we've said a number of times, he's a run first, pass second guy. He'll base out 30. Mm. He'll probably pick up attacking stats in this team. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's not for me. When I was when I had a bit of dust courage in me the other night, I was seriously <laughs> considering it, but I, I've faded now. What are your thoughts on Sean O'Sullivan? Well, we've seen him average 60-odd this season with Clearies and Luai's in the team. Um, I know he's sort of had the odd origin or post-origin game without them, uh, where he has played with Kurt Falls. I think goal kicking is probably the big one. Look, I really, I don't think Penrith are going to be hindered that much by losing these two guys. Their pack's the exact same. Their outside back and their yardage man are the exact same. So I still think they're going to be dominant. Where they'll need to step up is their kicking game in obviously the absence of Nathan Cleary. But as you said, uh, O'Sullivan, who if you've watched pretty closely for a few years now, runs the ball a lot. Um, he's a, a genuine pod play that not many people are going to go towards. Like, you've got to remember that this is still in the Penrith Panthers, the best team in the competition by a country mile. So, uh, look, I don't mind it, but I do think you'd probably want him goal kicking between Critter, Kurt Falls, who's on the extender bench. Uh, I, I just, you'd want confirmation that he is kicking goals this week, which at this stage it looks unlikely. Yeah, if we, if we find out he's kicking goals, Chuck, he becomes interesting. Yeah. Good God. He, oh, if, he, if we find out he's kicking goals, I don't think he will, but if we find out he is, I might even have a look at him, to be honest with you. And next one comes from Adrian Messer, long-term fan of the show. Thanks for your support, Adrian. He says, not for the pod. At this stage, I'm going to get Nofaluma this week. I just think his base stats. I think he's the sort of guy that he's been at the West Tigers for a number of years. It's always been a bit of a shit fight. I think he's going to get down there with a point to prove. Uh, I, I don't mind, you know, Melbourne hopefully starting to turn it around. It's a bit of a punt. I just don't think many people will go to him. He's going to be a little pod play that I'm going to make at the back end of the season. Am I mad? Talk to me, Timmy. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, we know what he could produce, but mm. it's it's pretty speculative. He goes to a new side who are also struggling. The matchup this week against the Titans is delicious, but then Penrith, Broncos, Roosters, Eels, that's a really difficult draw. We know he'll get through his base, but there's just 
a lot of question marks around it. And while it could pay off big, I think there are other guys in the same... Like, you get Adam Dewey in the same position for... Um, what's an offer out price-wise? Let's have a look. Because Dewey's, what, mid-500K. Noffer's 490K. So for 70-odd K more, you can get Dewey, who's kicking goals in everything, has a decent run home. Uh, look, it could pay off big, but not for me. You've got me thinking. I normally do, mate. Yeah, normally do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one comes from Charlie. He says, Jamal Fogarty as a pod. Another one I'll probably hand over to you. It just feels like there's these handful of halfbacks we're looking at, then there's 40 foot of shit than these other guys yeah. that we're looking at. Fogarty, I just, I think if you go on a Jamal Fogarty, you're trying to outthink the room personally. Remember earlier in the season when we were looking at, it was really scarce, the halfback market, as the fullback one was at time and whatnot, and there were issues around so many different players for different reasons, and we're not in that boat now. There are mm. good options to, uh, to replace Nathan Cleary that we can go with. And Fogarty averaging 61 this season, he's goal kicking, but he's, he's goal kicked since he's been back from injury and debuted back in round 12 for the Raiders. So, look, he had the ton against the Warriors. He then scored 56 against the Titans, who were very ordinary. They do have a nice run home, but, like, they're as two as good a matchups as you'll get. And I just think there are far better options. Yeah, I, can't, I, I just can't trust this Raiders team. And they, the Raiders score in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no set side that they attack down. There's no like it just it happened in so many different ways. And, I can't. And yeah. I just don't like. I don't think the ceiling is there for him. Yeah. There's other players like your Birdos, your Munsters, your Deweys, who can go 150 plus on their day. Not easily, but you know it wouldn't shock any of them to do it this weekend. Fogarty, I think his ceiling might be 120. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to have to have a bloody good game yeah. to hit 120. Especially like Jack White commands so much of the ball. Yeah. So it's just. Our next question comes from Snick Sandrews. He says, worried about having bulk Panthers and Storm. We just spoke about having a lot of Cowboys. You need to be careful. The Panthers worry me that they all could be rested at the in the last round. I remember thinking three weeks ago, going, fuck, I'm going to have all these Melbourne Storm players. They're all going to be rested. I don't think there's a world where the Melbourne Storm boys get rested. They can't afford to now because yeah. they're playing for a top four spot, if not a top eight spot. I think your Melbourne Storm players are pretty safe. Maybe for round 25, they can't budge either side. There could be restings, particularly Cam Munster, who I think is carrying something there. Um, interesting one on the Panthers players because I was heavily invested in them with Tungo, May, Kikau, To'o, and then, which I was okay with. And I'm like, you know what? They're the best team in the comp. Mm. Even if they're restings, I think my depth can cover it. <clears throat> Boom. Nathan Cleary goes down early in a game and you just went, shit, like – salvage something boys because this could get nasty now there's as i said i'm i'm pretty confident they'll be fine then blokes on the run home without their halves but there are question marks so i ended up flipping tungo which now i'm relieved because i'm not overly invested in them yep. um but it, you know it has to be a concern uh i'm happy to hold tail and may i'm happy to hold toto they'll get through their work and i still think they'll score plenty of tries kick out if anything could get earlier ball now and they, they just tease him say mate do something for us but you know, like you said, you don't want to be too heavily invested because it can come back to bite you in the ass. 100%. Now, before we knock it off for the evening, we'll have a look at captains here. Um, you got Teddy versus the Broncos. Doesn't really tickle my interest. Melbourne Storm against the Titans. Uh, an interesting one. I think it has to be probably Cam Munster in this game. Is he a guy that you'd consider? I'm really tempted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that Gold Coast Titan matchup at Amy Park. They've got Brandon Smith back there and they're... Uh, a stronger side on deck, although still a few question marks. But I think Munster's a massive play, and he'd be kicking goals. Mm. Like, 
he kicked the goal last week when Meany went off. Yeah, you'd have to think he probably will be. So I think he'll probably kick goal. So if they put 40 on the Titans, to be honest, the way the Storm playing, the Titans could put 40 on them. But I, I like Munster as a play, and I, I could do it. Maybe not Flumer will kick, you never know. Um, <laughs> the manly Parramatta game, fuck knows what's going to happen here. This could be 40 nil either way, and I won't be <laughs> shocked. I've got no idea. So that's a big avoid on any of those guys. Latrell versus the Warriors. This is my biggest worry by far and away. I'm sure it's your biggest worry. I got Latrell as a bit of like a boogeyman sort of figure this week. Scares the living shit out of me. Um, is he a must captain? It's up on the Sunshine Coast. I assume it'll be nice up there. The Warriors have played musical chairs. I'm really worried about him. Yeah, look, if you could re- replace your uh, your voodoo doll of me this week for Latrell, that'd be <laughs> sick. Um, I think it's just got to be Latrell this week, doesn't it, if you own him? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people do, so... Look, if he gets 250 this week, which he might, uh, I could be done for the year. Yeah. And by that, I mean, like, I'm not coming on the podcast. I'm not coming back. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Passport in hand. Yeah. Um, outside of that, Nico Hines versus the Dragons. He was my Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week. I don't mind him there. Um, your Cowboys against the Bulldogs. Uh, it's played up at Bundaberg, so it will be a dry track up there. But Canterbury's been going pretty well, so mm. I, I don't know. And then I guess the interesting one is Adam Dewey. Against the Newcastle Knights. They're going like an absolute fucking busted at the moment. Is that Campbelltown? I don't hate... I, if I was playing someone who was captaining Dewey, I'd be very nervous about it. Yeah. Uh, look, I said I'm... Uh, might pull the trick and get Dewey in this week, but... Uh be a cold day in hell when I get when I captain the Tigers <laughs> player in my Supercup <laughs> side. So no way do I have the nads to do that. Um, but but there, look, there's genuine merit to it. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, guys, that'll do us for this week. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, make sure you go out this weekend, grab yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar. If you'd like to reach out to our special guest, Tony, today, uh, CEO of Blue Wealth Property, make sure you reach out on social media or on their website, Blue Wealth Property. Thanks for joining us once again, guys. Good luck with all of your super coach captains, all your pods, all your bets, everything going on this week, and we'll see you next week.